Panthers trading guard Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics. This is uh, sources telling our Adrian Wojnarowski earlier this afternoon. Celtics are sending back Daniel Tice, Aaron Nesmith, Malik Fitz, Nick Stauskas, Juwan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick. That's what goes to Indiana in the trade for Brogdon. As if you do follow the Instagram, you may see we've been told that we can't talk basketball because of our complexion, but... Um, we're still going to talk basketball. We got to do some updates on the NBA free agency. Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Clubhouse Combos. I'm your host, Dan Hayes, and today I am joined by Connor Newman. How are you doing today, bud? I'm great. Happy Sandy Day, Dan. I send and tell Dan every time. <laughs> it's a good day. Yeah. It's funny. We're actually facing each other now. Yeah, so. I, hope, I hope he has a mediocre day. Although I have him in my league, so I don't, I don't care. He, he honestly, I think I sent you the text kind of joking, but it's like, He's probably one of the more v- valuable players in the league for the Marlins because he's just so good. Every single outing, like, he just does great. Yeah, you look at, like, Garrett Cole signing for, like, 40 mil. Sandy has signed five years at 55 mil. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. It's like, unbelievable. How many more years does he have on that contract? He signed it last year. He's got, like, four left. <laughs> wow. That's steal. St- I mean, that's steal. I wouldn't be surprised if down the road the Marlins. Like, they just trade them because, like, Marlins stink. They're not doing anything ever. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move that. Just get assets because they stink. Yeah. But, um, we'll, we'll get into some baseball later. Um, as if you do follow the Instagram, you may see we've been told that we can't talk basketball because of our complexion. But, um. We're still going to talk basketball. We got to do some updates on the NBA free agency. Uh, Originally, how we had this set up, we were kind of going to do two previews of the NBA free agency, but time kind of got away from us. The free agency period already started. Me and Newman didn't get to kind of do our teams, but at this point, we'll just kind of do a recap. Who who really cares? None of us really like basketball, so. Um, But we'll at least hit on some of the uh, the key signings and stuff because we are an all sports podcast, so. Um, but the first thing I have written down here, um, obviously we have a lot of more Boston fans. So I think it's fair to start with the Brogdon trade and the Gallinari signings and kind of how it fits in with what the Celtics want to do and what the needs are. So kind of want to get your takes on those two moves. Yeah. I mean, the Gallinari signing, I feel like it's, he's a good player. I don't really have too much to add on him. I just know he's been like a solid contributor, you know, wherever he goes. So adding him. To play the four, kind of, you know, contribute like Al does. I think it's, it's fine. I don't think it's that impactful. I think, obviously, the Brockton trade is kind of the bigger news of, you know, the last week. I think it's huge, right? I mean, you send Tice away. I've never been a fan of Tice, uh, but what do I know, right? Um, but he's, I have never been a fan of Tice. I don't think he's a true center. So to get move him is great. To keep the rest of the pieces, to keep Smart around. Uh, I know originally we thought maybe Smart would be moved in a you know a, a secondary move, 
but it seems like Brogdon is open to playing that six-man role uh, behind Smart, which I'm not saying he's worse than Smart. I honestly think he's probably better at handling the ball and doing other things better than Smart. But, I mean, Smart's the longest tenured Celtic. You can't really kick him to the curb like that. But I think it's huge. I mean, we needed a ball-dominant guard. We now have one to complement Tatum and Brown. And we still keep Smart's, you know, DPOY and you know, what he brings to that team, the hustle, the effort. The chemistry we keep that intact so i think i think it's perfect as long as we keep that core intact no kevin durant trades please we don't need him <laughs> yeah um i like both the moves honestly i mean you could run a lineup of smart at the point brogdon plays the two brown three tatum four on uh, williams five and then if you want whoever like you could have brogdon at point guard or smart at point guard have the other one on the bench then you have brown at the two tatum three gallinari four uh and then williams obviously at center so i think there's a lot of flexibility um and it, it's also going to be a deeper bench now with a lot of different options now al could come off the bench he's not playing as many minutes kind of play kind of matchup based um because just what he did in this playoffs you're not going to get next season it's just you can't expect that from a 36 year old center so I, I really like these moves. And like I said, I think it gives them a lot of flexibility and that bench depth. I think it they're going to be more talented from the bench and not to say the bench was bad this year, but at times they kind of just went away. And I think that's kind of what got them in the finals. Um, Grant Williams not hitting 12 three-pointers or Derek White not hitting 10 three-pointers. It's like just when the bench wasn't there, they kind of struggled. So I think these moves are going to really help that uh, aspect of the team. Yeah, I think asking, you know, Grant Williams to shoot that many threes in the first place is ridiculous. If, if that's your formula to win, I mean, a move had to be made. So I'm glad yeah. they made this one. Um, so the next one I have written down is the Giante Murray trade uh, from San Antonio to Atlanta. I think I heard this rumor like a couple days before it was going to happen, and I honestly didn't think it would. I just didn't see the Spurs – moving Murray, but they did move Derek White midseason, so I guess it kind of makes sense. They're tearing it down, just get the rebuild going. Um, but what what are your expectations for Atlanta now after this trade, now that they got Murray and Young? I think it works for them. I think, you know, last year they certainly underwhelmed by, you know, the four of our standards, but I think by many standards uh, they should have been, you know, a, a contender after having a pretty solid playoff last year. You bring in a guy like Murray, who is a guy I think we all wanted maybe the Celtics to look at who, you know, passes well. I think I saw him and Trey Young are the, like the first two teammates to average 20 points and eight assists per game to play together. So I will see how that complements each other. I'm sure it will work. Um, they traded away Gallinari in that deal who the Spurs then waived. So I don't really think that's too impactful to lose him. But it's interesting. Right? You get younger. I mean, John Collins is still there unless I've made stuff up. Yeah. It, so I, I heard a lot of people say they're surprised that he didn't end up getting moved. But, I mean, if you're bringing in Murray, I guess they're at least trying to give this core kind of one more shot. Yeah, I know I know. last year John Collins was kind of upset with the coaching and Trey Young, so I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of surprised he didn't get moved. But to have all three of them there, I think that's a pretty formidable trio. Uh, Capella, down low, I believe, is still there. So I, I think it's a good team. I think it's a good move that they needed to make, you know, to take that next step, add another guard to help Trey Young. So. I am also, I'm a huge fan of this one as well. Yeah. It, I also like it because the secondary move they made off of it was getting Kevin Herter out and they shipped him off. I think it was to Sacramento. So I think 
you take away Herter from that lineup, you add in Giante Murray. I think it's a much better lineup for the Hawks, the more well-rounded, I'd say. So I, we thought the Hawks would be good last year. I, I think they're going to be good this year, at least. I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I'd have to say maybe like a, at least a 60, something like that. That would kind of be my expectations going in. Um, kind of just shooting from the hip saying that. Can't Don't know what all the rosters and depth charts look like right now, but um, I definitely like the move. So, yeah, that's really all I got about that trade. <laughs> um, next one I got here is Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Obviously, huge contract. Um, I don't really have many thoughts of it, and that's mostly because I don't have a lot of opinions on Jalen Brunson. I know he played really well this year. Uh was on a small-ass contract last year in Dallas. So it kind of seems like a Knicks move to give this guy a ton of money Kind of have to wait and see if it actually pays off. Um, this was a team that brought in Evan Fournier on a similar type of contract. It got Kemba. Now he's gone. So this kind of seems like a typical Knicks move and have to see if it actually works out. Yeah, I mean, in the playoffs last year, he was absolutely phenomenal, especially when Luka was out uh, at the beginning and he was dropping you know, 30 points a game. That's a huge contributor that I think the Knicks would really neat. I did see that there's some some tampering investigations going on with this move. Um, well, it came out really early that he was going to Yeah, it leaked all, like week in advance that like they were preparing to offer him a big offer and the Mavs felt like maybe they were talking to him during the regular season. So I know they have launched an investigation. So we will see. I, I, I assume the punishment for that is actually pretty severe if that happens. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know how it actually works in terms of if you get caught for tampering because I feel like you can never really prove tampering unless, like, you're pretty stupid. But I know, like, in the NFL at least, usually it's, like, a couple draft picks. Um, but I think the player still stays on the team. Yeah, so. up to $10 million, fine. Players can be suspended. Draft picks, it's whatever the NBA deems fit. So. so it's, like... If you tamper with, let's say, like a LeBron James, it doesn't matter. You're still getting LeBron James at the end of the day. You pay $10 million in cash. Who cares? Yeah, so, exactly. Not saying Jalen Brunson's LeBron James, but still, it's like, it doesn't really matter. No. So, anything else on this Jalen Brunson signing? Well, I think the Knicks are going in the right direction, so see how they keep building. I thought they were, at the beginning of last season, that yeah. I made – the claim that they're actually going to be pretty decent started out pretty decent and then it all fell apart. So. Yeah. I think uh, Julius Randall is my preseason bust of the year and that worked out well. Yeah. Um, next signing PJ Tucker to the Sixers. Um, I, I like the deal. Um, obviously it means Tobias Harris is probably out just to make the cap work. Still waiting to see what type of deal gets done. A lot of rumors that, they're trying to work on the Durant trade. There's a lot of talks of a Kyrie Irving trade. I don't know how you make the money work if you're bringing in those guys because um, you just brought in Tucker. But again, I don't know. If you want to pay the luxury tax and go over, you can. I don't know how the, the cap works in the NBA really, but it, it's a signing I like. It's a good fit, I feel, for the Sixers. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of more to be seen of how the Sixers offseason goes, I feel. Yeah, I think it's a good a good first step in their offseason. Obviously, Danny Green leaves. You bring in P.J. Tucker, who also has that championship experience with the Bucs. Uh, he's been with the Heat, so he knows you know, how to win in the playoffs. 
obviously the defense that he brings speaks for itself. You know, I mean, that infamous series with Kevin Durant, and he was fantastic. Um, I don't really, obviously he doesn't bring much offense besides the three ball, but I don't really think they need that. I think him and, you know, Thibault, if he stays around, those guys are wizards on defense. So I think that's a huge move, especially if Harris leaves uh, through some sort of trade. That frees up some some minutes for both of those players, which I think is what Philly probably wants to do because Matisse is such a talented player. I'd love to see him get more minutes. Uh, and Tucker is such a, he's a contributor, you know, not when he like he doesn't have the ball, he still contributes, which is I think something Philly needs. So I agree. It's a it's a it's a very minor signing, but I do really like it. You bring up Thibel, and there's actually because I'm on the Philly media when it comes to like Twitter and all that stuff. A lot of people want him gone, actually. Ooh. Well, it's because I I believe like as good as he is defensively, we need more offense. I think now that you have Harden and Bead, people just want more scoring. We can make up the defense somewhere else is kind of their opinions, I guess. I think you need – well, Harden doesn't play defense, so you need someone yeah, to – you can't just outscore your opponent every night. You need someone to lock it down. And I guess Tucker can kind of do that, but I think Thibault's a little quicker. Probably could pick up some of those guards and transition. Yeah. No, I agree, definitely. So I'm just – that's the media perception as of right now. But oh, That's fair, but – um, next thing I have here, uh, big one, it's the Rudy Gobert trade, which I believe we both, it's kind of a confusing move for Minnesota. Just that I, I thought the days, the two bigs were over with, I know Boston kind of did it with Horford and Williams in the finals, but I think that's speaks more to the depth than anything else. So it's just confusing to go into the season with this type of strategy. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, so I had, uh, Minnesota on our fake little, same thing. I had the Jazz as well, and I had the Jazz moving Gobert, picked the wrong team, and I had the uh, the Timberwolves getting a little bigger, trading for Julius Randle. But this I did not see coming. I didn't think they were going to go with two huge bigs. And I guess it makes sense, you know. Gobert plays in the paint, plays the defense, and then you got Cat shooting threes, kind of doing what he does. I don't have to worry about defense, but like, it's kind of strange, right? Like they're both going to be on the floor at the same time. I guess Cat slides over to the four. Which makes the most sense to me, I guess. I don't really know what they're gonna do. I find it very weird. I don't like Cat is just so I feel valuable as a center that like yeah. you shouldn't put him at the four and then now you're just clogged down low if you're trying to have them both in the paint. It, it's just kinda it feels old school and just not what the NBA is today. I know we talked about like like you said, Cat can shoot the three, so he could go out uh beyond the arc, but it's like I don't know if that's really where he's most valuable. I think he's more valuable around the hoop. So it, I don't know. I, I It's just a very confusing trade that I can sort of rationalize, but I really can't. I mean, keeping keeping Russell, I think, is huge. Uh, yes. Give Anthony Edwards some kind of relief. I mean, you trade him away, and Edwards is just all by himself. So, I mean, their first, their top five, I mean, with Kyle Anderson as well, that's a pretty formidable five. I think that stacks up well against pretty any team. I mean, you're going to have an advantage at the four, regardless of who you play now with fucking <laughs> either Cat or Gobert there. I mean, but it's That's an interesting great. move. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. I saw a lot of people uh, also talking about how Pat Beverly got moved and now he's in Utah. I, that guy I don't know what it is around, about man. him being in Utah, but a lot of people are just making fun of it now. <laughs> I don't know. He, he contributes. He's like a... Uh, 
Tucker kind of guy. He just plays defense. No, oh, I know. He's just very vocal about it. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I have, it isn't really signings. It's more just rumors. Maybe we could give a prediction of where they, these people go. Um, but the four players I have written down is Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, and Miles Turner. Give a prediction if you think they'll be moved, where they'll be moved. Uh, we could start with Kyrie. I, Kyrie, I mean, if Kyrie gets moved, I think it has to be to the Lakers. Um, I think that's really the only team that has reached out that we know of uh, to try to acquire him. But I know they did offer like a one-for-one with Westbrook, and the Nets kind of just scoffed at that. So I don't know how those trade talks are progressing. Um, that was kind of a well, dumb, <laughs> dumb So offer. I thought of this, like, you can't bring in Westbrook. I know Kevin Durant requested a trade, but just because your request doesn't mean you get it. I, that would be a really awkward situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they'd make it work. I think they're professional enough to make it work, but, like, I agree. Like, you can't – it's probably not good for team chemistry. No. Um, I, I did see that Dallas and, like I said, the Sixers are interested. Whether they actually have an offer on the table or not, I don't know. They could just be kicking tires. It. I could understand Dallas. Um, you just want to get talent around Luka. But I, I think L.A. makes the most sense. I think LeBron wants him. But I think management, he's just such a head case and what the Nets probably want for him. It's just, I don't know how they would actually get a deal done. Um, I think, I feel like he has to get traded at this point if Kevin Durant leaves. I don't think you could build a team with just Kyrie. He needs another guy there. And I don't think you're getting another Kevin Durant in a Durant trade. It's just going to be a lot of pieces and assets in terms of draft capital. So I feel like you have to move him, but it, I feel like LA would have to be the destination. Yeah, I mean, so. what a what a pathetic franchise Philly or not Philly, sorry, the Nets are fucking. They bring in these three stars for like fifty games, and then they're like, ah, let's tear it all down. <laughs> they had Simmons. Come on, man. He didn't even play. I mean, they had like Harden. I feel like Harden, Durant, and Irvin played together for like maybe ten games. It was, all it year. was sixteen games. Yeah, like why? I feel like these players were so eager to get out. Like, you didn't even play together. You could have probably won a title together if you just hung around. Well, they probably realized how much of a nutcase Kyrie Irving is. And they're like, I, you know what? This just isn't. That flat earth bastard. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could kind of segue into Kevin Durant. <sighs> what do you think of his destinations? He's probably going to get moved. I mean, I mean I NBA. Really, yeah. You gotta move him because he is a star. But like, I don't. I honestly don't know where you move him. Like, I don't think Philly makes a ton of sense. Like, I, I no. see that you could fit him in there, but give you give up too much. I mean, Gobert demanded four firsts. I mean, you're giving up probably your whole starting lineup for him if you're Philly. I don't want Maxi to go. I think he's proven to be you know very good. Um, I don't think the Warriors yeah. make sense. I saw that. I don't. I don't think they need a reunion. So I honestly, honestly, I don't know if they trade him. I don't know if there's a destination that fits. I'm sure there's a team that'll come out of the, the dark and make a okay. make a case for him. But honestly, right now, at, at this present moment, I'm not sure he gets moved. I feel like he does. I saw an interesting trade package for him going to Miami. I feel like Miami does make a lot of sense. Um, it's like. I saw it was like maybe Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, another player, and then like a bunch of picks. So 
So I, I feel like that makes a lot of sense, especially for Miami. You have Bam, Jimmy, and then you add KD. Um, it's a pretty good core, I think. You're already the one seed. Um, you showed you could kind of win the playoffs without Hero. So it, I, I think Miami would be my pick for where he goes. I don't think a lot of other teams make sense. Maybe Dallas. I don't know what you really could realistically give up. Um, but also, I, I, it's just rumors. Twitter's Twitter. There's so much fake stuff out there. But I saw like one of the – it was like negotiations between Philly and Brooklyn. And it was like they wanted Embiid in return. It's like, all right, if they're asking for Embiid from the Sixers – He's not getting moved. No one's giving up their star talent. They want to pair their star talent with Kevin Durant. Yeah, like we I, saw the Nets, or not the Nets, the Suns rumor where they wanted Booker. It's like, that's just not happening. Yeah, I think I saw they wanted Bam from the Heat, which is, if that's the case, then hell no. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Heat does make sense as a destination, but I think we've seen the past few years, they, their young core has just gotten better and better and better. So I think if they're going to blow that up with Harrow and probably Robinson going the other way, I don't know if that's worth when they're perennially making the conference final and they're, they just need to get over the hump with that group, which I think they will. I think they're a really good team. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, so those are the two net stars who could get moved. Don't know. We'll see. Uh, the next two are probably not going to get moved. Um, one of them being Donovan Mitchell. The only reason I put his name on the list is you get rid of Gobert. Seems like they're kind of maybe tearing things down. Um, obviously, you have Danny Ainge there, brings in the very young head coach, five-year deal. So it's like they're going to tear down the whole thing kind of like they did with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce getting traded to Brooklyn, just acquired a ton of assets, suck for a few years. And then you see what the Celtics are now. They don't want to do that or they're going to keep Donovan Mitchell and build around him. Yeah. I've, I've seen that point where Danny Ainge just seems to like to blow up teams and start from scratch. But uh, I think, I think the plan probably is to build around Mitchell and getting rid of Gobert for assets is kind of the first step in that. I figured that's where they were going to go. Uh, either one of them would have to go, and they'd build around the other one. Seems like they've chosen Mitchell, which is probably what I would have done. I think Mitchell is a very talented player, so that makes sense. Get rid of Gobert, his cap, uh, bring in you know four firsts. We'll see what those turn into in a couple of players. So I think I don't see him getting traded in any situation. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't think he'll get moved. Um, it like. You also agreed. It, it's a compelling argument to say, like, this is what Danny H has done in the past. Um, it it kind of makes sense. The head coach is so young. Just tear it down, kind of let him figure it out while the team stinks, and then you could kind of – the whole team can grow t- together. But I think Donovan Mitchell's maybe a little too valuable and too young for the Utah to just kind of move on from. I mean, Kevin uh, – yeah, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce were – very much older when they got traded. I think it's a different animal when you're talking about Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, last player, Miles Turner. We saw Brogdon get moved. Always a ton of ru- rumors, I feel, when it comes to Miles Turner, if he's going to get moved out of Indiana. Um, we saw Sabonis obviously get traded uh, at the deadline this past season. So, you think there any chance that Miles Turner finally gets traded? I feel like I feel like we've been talking Miles Turner to the Celtics for like four years. Seriously, uh, I had him, so I had him move to the Thunder or the Blazers, uh, two of the teams that I had in our little little game we play. Um, two fits, I think, but I think if they're not gonna move, like if they just move Brogdon, so we'll see if they just go full fire sale. 
Um, so certainly it seems like he's not going to get moved at this point. But I think if he did, I think there's plenty of teams that could use a player like him. I feel like he fits into a lot of systems and he's not going to take that much to get. Um, so if they want to move him, I think there's plenty of suitors. Yeah, so this is interesting because in the little sim thing we had, I had the Pacers, and I tried to trade Miles Turner. I just couldn't make any contract situation work in terms of getting appropriate value. So I know, obviously, now that free agency's happened, some cap has opened up because they have cap holds. They have all these different options that had to be done with or be taken care of. So it's probably more clear now, but... I don't think they, they trade him. I think they'll keep him at this point. If they were going to move him, I'd assume they would have already moved him. But, again, we've been talking about this for years now. So, But I, I think Boston would be a suitor. Um, outside of that, I, I can't think off the top of my head who he would go to, but I, I think he'll end up staying. These were Him and Mitchell are kind of the two I put on the list that I don't think would get moved. So, Yeah, I don't think so. But that kind of wraps up for free agency talk. Um, again, don't really like talking basketball. Just kind of have to do it. But we are going to talk more basketball, though, actually. So Yay. the next segment we have actually comes from all the comments we're getting on Instagram saying, Jason Tatum is a superstar. He's not a superstar. No, he definitely is a superstar. You see he's averaging 27 points per game. Okay, Brandon Ingram's averaging 27 points per game. So is he in the same tier as Jason Tatum? Amen. Well, but the game we're going to play is Would You Rather Jason Tatum or I got like 12 leading scores from this past season make people happy because their points per game means everything. So would you rather Would you rather Jason Tatum or Giannis onto the Koopa? Giannis, obviously. <laughs> has to be Giannis. That guy might be the best player in the league. I mean, I don't know how you can. Oh, absolutely. You'd be nuts, people of Instagram, to not pick Giannis. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, would you rather Jason Tatum or Luka Doncic? Which I think this is a good conversation. This is a good conversation because Tatum's been further in the playoffs. I think Luka is the better scorer. And he doesn't have as much talent around him. I would take Luka at this present moment. I think in a couple of years, easily, it could be Tatum, depending on you know where he goes. I mean, they're, they're both so young, right? I think we yeah. give Tatum a lot of flack, even though he's only, like, what, 25, 24? Something like that. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of people tweeting, like, oh, LeBron or whatever didn't win his first finals until 29 or whatever. So, like, I understand. we got to give him time. But at this present moment, I'm taking Luca. I think. I'm taking Luca as well. Um, I saw one of the comments that argued, like, oh, Luca didn't go as far as Tatum. And I'm like, all right, Dallas has a worse roster. And if you look at their performances against Golden State, obviously Western Conference Finals for Luka, he averaged like 32 points per game, had two 40-point games. Tatum versus Golden State averaged like 20 points per game. He had two games or three games where he didn't even get 20 points. So I'm going with the guy that is the more efficient scorer, more consistent scorer, and I think is a better playmaker offensively. Defensively, it definitely has to be Tatum. But I'm going with the guy that I know is very much capable of putting up multiple 40-point games in a series. Yeah, I would agree. So, for all those on Instagram, can't wait for your comments. Um, Jason Tatum or Jokic? 
Jokic, but they don't play the same positions. So it's hard to. I know. So but Jokic, the... I mean, could have been the MVP the last two years. So I'd... I'll get this one. I'd probably take Tatum just because of the. I think if we're looking at the scope of like, who would you rather build a team, like start a team with? I feel like I'd go with the wing that's 24 over the center. I see that, but the center also like averages like 10 assists per game. Like he's valuable in more ways than most centers. So I think that's fair. He's a special case where I think other centers. Yeah. I would take Tatum, but Jokic is so special and what he can do. That, that, that's fair. I just, I don't know. Gut feeling. I'm going with Tatum. Um, Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? Just so I don't get flamed, I'll take Tatum. But Jimmy Butler is my favorite player currently in the NBA because I think he brings so much more than just the basketball aspect of it. And I think if you're building a team, you want a guy like that on your squad. Like, he's so, like, I watch all his podcasts. He's so, like, military-like in his shit that the whole team buys into it. And, like, you see what he's done with Miami. And like every team he's gone to, he's made such an impact. Skill wise, though, I have to take Tatum. I mean, we saw it in the finals. I mean, Jimmy had his games, the conference finals. Jimmy had his games. Tatum had his games. But I think Tatum, I think right now, he's younger, much younger, um, and better skill wise. No, I agree. Um, I see my Butler take because he was with Philly and it kind of ended weird. And. I think a lot of the media portrayed it that he didn't like Philly. It turns out they just chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy, which is one of the stupidest decisions I think he could have ever made. Um, so my feelings are a little mixed, but I'd have to go with Tatum just because of the youth. I think they're both very talented. I mean, we saw them kind of go head-to-head in the finals – or not the finals, sorry, Eastern Conference finals. Um, it, but I'd have to go with Tatum because of his youth. So, But, again, very talented. Uh Jason Tatum or Steph Curry? Curry, come on. Has to be Curry. I know Tatum is much younger, but, I mean, like we talked about in the last time we did this uh, clubhouse episode, or two episodes ago, Curry's just, he's a different animal. A different animal. He, he, he's guaranteeing making or shooting you at least 10, for like, three-point attempts per game, which is what you need, some consistency. He's not guaranteed to make them all. He'll yeah. probably hit you with, with what, like, what, four or five. But the passing is, is there. I mean, Tatum and his 100 playoff turnovers can go suck it. Um, Curry's, yeah, Curry's just unbelievable. Jason Tatum or John Morant? Ooh, that's a good one. They're about the same age, I think. Mm. Um, probably, you know, I'd probably take Tatum. I think you could find other slashing point guards out there. And I think Tatum just, uh, provides a little bit more than that. I think he has that ability to do that too when he wants to. He doesn't really want to do that very much. He's a loser. But I think I'd take Tatum. I, mean, that's, I think that's the closest one we've had so far, though. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I'd have to go with Tatum. Just I think there's more valuableness to Tatum's game, again, like Kevin Durant tweeted a couple weeks ago, it's a Wings league, and I, I do agree with that. I think the Wings are very valuable uh, compared to every everybody else. Um, like, Jaws very flashy, very 
has all the highlights, but I think having Tatum, there's just offensively, defensively, I think it's more than what Jaw has to offer. Like Jaw's going to have his highlights, but I think there's more high end play from Tatum than Jaw. Maybe. So yeah, Jason Tatum or Brandon Ingram. Tatum, what's Ooh, not? Had more points per game this season, so he's oh, obviously a better player. Let's not kid ourselves. It's Tatum. I know. I just put his name on there because it was fun. He was at, he had more points per game. That'd be a, a fireable offense on this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant? Durant's so old, but like, he's like the most prolific scorer of all time. I'm thinking Durant. I mean, really? That guy, the way he creates shots is unparalleled in basketball. It's unbelievable. That's fair. See, I I have to go with Tatum just because of the youth. Well, I mean, I yeah, the, a, the age aside, I mean, I don't think Tatum will ever reach Kevin Durant's the way Kevin Durant scores. I don't think anyone in the current league will reach Kevin Durant. He's a fucking animal. But I guess I guess if we're talking youth, I mean, like, how old is Kevin Durant? Fucking, he's got to be like what, he's 33, 33 so I guess yeah. – I guess if we're talking who's going to play longer, I'd take Tatum just because maybe he gets better. But, like, at this present moment, I'd rather Kevin Durant on my team. That's fair. I guess, like, if you're looking at it in, like, there's a seven-game series tomorrow, who am I picking? I probably would take Durant. But if we're taking, again, I'm starting a franchise, who am I picking? I, I think you'd say any young guy over any older guy. Oh, yeah, maybe for the sure. Maybe like, sure. being LeBron, but. Yeah, um, I'd take Tatum. Yeah, I, I, I see. This is tough. It, it depends on what you're going with, but I think I'll stick by my Tatum take. So I think Durant, as prolific as he is, I think he's getting closer to an end. So like they, they offered a Durant for Tatum right now, straight up trade. Would you take it? I feel like where we where the Celtics are at, I feel almost think I would. I think you could win like two titles and then suck forever. That's very tough. I'd much rather try to work out like a Durant for Brown. No, I want Brown to stay. I like Brown. <laughs> I know, but uh, it's, tough. it's tough. I think in the in the short term, I think I honestly think it would be beneficial. I mean, it's very close. I would definitely consider it. Yeah, I find it hard for me to pull the trigger if I was in that situation. We're gonna get flamed for this, by the way. Ah, uh, Evans gonna get us killed. How can you trade? Tatum, he's 24 or 25 for Durant. Durant's 33. Jason Tatum himself swept the Nets. Yeah, he himself swept the Nets. You you are correct. Sure. <laughs> anyway, let's move on before we just get absolutely roasted. Yeah. Um, Tatum or Donovan Mitchell? I think Tatum. I think Mitchell is similar, and then he has his off nights. Um, I don't think either one is grown into that consistent score yet, but I think Tatum has more weapons around him to make him better, and I think Mitchell is still room to grow, so I'll take Tatum right now. I agree. I think these guys are very comparable in terms of they're very talented, but they're just young, and they need to take that next step to to be that Curry or to be that Luka. Like, they need to take another step. It's there. It's just it's not there yet. But I'd have to go with Tatum. Again, wing versus a guard. I'm, I'm taking the wing. Um, Tatum or Joel Embiid? 
I take Tatum just because I don't think Embiid does what Jokic does, and I think you could find plenty of serviceable centers. Like like Capella, he brings down like 15 boards a night. That's really all you need your center to do if you have wings like Tatum to go score. I don't think you need you know Embiid trying to put up 35 a night. I would take Tatum in that case. Don't break my rule of a wing being more valuable than a center, but it's also because I'm a Sixers fan. I'm taking Embiid. Bruh. This is the first centers in what it was two decades to win the scoring title. Like, come on, <laughs> you take him over Jokic. Jokic does so much more. Yeah, I am taking Embiid over Jokic. Ugh. Ugh. That well, I, I'm biased, but I'm taking Embiid. He should have won the MVP over Jokic. It's a joke that he didn't. I, yeah, I can agree to that. But Take it. Um, Jason Tatum or Devin Booker? Uh, Booker has his off nights too. Um, probably Booker. I feel like Booker has single-handedly won the Suns quite a few games, including in the playoffs. Um, so right now I'd probably take him. I think their roster might be a little better than ours. Uh, not anymore, honestly. I think last year on that run, Aiton was playing crazy and Chris Paul. But I think right now I take Booker. I think he's a better scorer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd take Booker. This one's tough. And I'm probably going to take Tatum. Um. I've never really been a Booker guy. I I know he's good, but like, I don't know. I've just never really been a Booker guy, so I'm going to have to take Tatum. Yeah, that one's There's tough. really no analysis, just kind of a gut feeling on this one. So, yeah, it's tough. I think that one's close. Yeah, no, it's definitely close. So, uh, last one, kind of, I don't know how you can even approach this really, and it's Tatum or LeBron. This one, I think, is very tough to approach. Let's see. The GOAT or Tatum. It's like it's the GOAT who's 36. Yeah, but the GOAT's got some good basketball to play. Yeah, that's true. I think think you approach, like, Kevin Durant again. I think if you offered them one for one straight up, you take LeBron and see if you can go out and win the title. But in the long run, I don't think – I think Tatum obviously presents, you know, 10-plus years of value. So in that sense, I'd take Tatum. But I think what LeBron brings to your team, like Kevin Durant or like a Jimmy Butler, is really beneficial. Um, and obviously, he still still has good basketball left to play. I guess I'd like the Kevin Durant take. I'd take Tatum, I guess, and for, for long-term reasons. But he is the GOAT. Yeah, again, I'm going kind of against my rule because I said I was taking Tatum over Durant, but I think I'd take LeBron. Let's just, go. Like, I personally think MJ is the GOAT, but, like, it's one versus two versus a thousand. Like, you're going to get flames. You're going to get Actually, I'm going to get flame, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's like putting Brady on the Bucks. You're instantly considered a contender. You're instantly in the running for a championship. I think LeBron would do the same for any team he went to. I know he had the down year this year, but, like, We've seen LeBron do that a couple times, and then he bounces back. I mean, we saw his first first year in L.A. They didn't make it or something, and then they did win in, like, the bubble or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he got injured, so they didn't make the playoffs. 
Yeah. So, but like he has the ability at any point if he wants, if he has at least some talent around him. I think this Lakers team this year, once AD went down, Westbrook stopped. Like the roster wasn't that good outside of the two stars that they had. So, I think I'd take LeBron. That's fair. I love LeBron, so no arguments for me. Fair. Um, that was the last one. So we actually got 40 minutes almost of NBA talk. Basketball. It's unheard of. I'm going to go throw up after this. <laughs> um, we can kind of finish up with some MLB talk. Um, we don't have power rankings ready because kind of took a week off uh, with this whole July 4th uh, weekend. Um, I don't know. You want to talk about your Mariners because they're hot, supposedly? Well, they're hot, but, I mean, they've played the, the A's a couple times, the Orioles. Oh, oh come on. Uh, they just – well, they beat the Angels in a series. They just beat the Manaya and your Padres. Uh, that was pretty cool. Let's see. Yeah, what? I currently have an ERA of 10.12. Yeah, God, thank God, because the last time I played you, you just had so many pitchers. I couldn't catch up. So I need you to up to rough start. I mean, let's see. Seattle moved up to second in the West, which I guess was notable. Two games under 500 now. Uh, the Mets are still hot. They're getting Scherzer back uh, later in the week. That's huge. DeGrom just pitched in single A. I think he struck out five on five batters. Mets are going to be fine. Mets are good. Um, else? The Twins? Question for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um. Red Sox obviously have this gauntlet coming up of Rays, who are probably worse than what a lot of people expect them to be. And then the Yankees. What do you realistically think their record is after these 14 games? Obviously, they already won one of them. What do you think their uh, the record is going for? It's tough because the pitching is like we're starting Bello tomorrow, which I'm, I'm really excited because I, I don't think he's necessarily ready yet, but I'd like to see him get a taste of a Rays lineup, which I don't think is – very good um so i think 14 games i think ideally we win ideally i think we win like eight we go just over 500 i think that's serviceable and i probably think we probably probably hit somewhere around there maybe seven seven i think the yankees are the yankees aren't the juggernaut that they were last month they've been kind of a 500 team as of late. Uh, the pitching yeah, is like Nestor is starting to fall off. Um, the lineup has been miffed hitting wise. So I think we could steal a few games there. I feel like we usually have success against the Yanks in the past few years. So I think split would be reasonable. I don't even think that's bad in baseball. I mean, I think 500 is usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be fine against the Rays. Although the pitching does scare me because I think the Rays can kind of just turn anybody that's a pitcher and make them serviceable. So yeah. if our pitching kind of starts to fall off, I could see it go south. Um, in terms of the Yankees, I feel like our pitchers are just going to get absolutely blasted. I mean, Stanton, Judge, not so much Gallo really anymore. But, like, the lineup, the, um, LeMahieu's having a decent year, I think. Labor is having a decent yeah. year. So it's like they have people that can – really hit the long ball, and I think it's concerning with the type of pitchers we have, especially if Robles pitches ever again. Yeah, I think the pitching, obviously, would be the big test, I think. I, I, like, what's what's the Evaldi situation? Like, I don't even... He was, like, on the 
IL like three weeks ago and he's still yeah, he's there. Still and, like, there. So Pavetta and like, I mean, Cutter Crawford's been phenomenal filling in. He had another great five inning stint yesterday, but like that's obviously not sustainable right now. I saw Whitlock's coming back to the bullpen, which would be big. Um, but Hauk in the closing role has been great. Schreiber has been like unbelievable. He's been insane. Yeah. So I think the bullpen is slowly starting to figure it out uh, with their roles. Obviously, get Robles out of there. Deekman, I think Deekman needs to pitch more. I don't know why he pitches like once every five days. I think he's probably your best lefty. Um, you know what I've been surprised by? It's uh, Winkowski, the kid that we got in the bench. He's been great. Trade. Yeah. He's he, pitched against some like subpar talent, but like he's been pretty decent. I think I don't with the people with Sale coming back, with Paxton coming back, although we have to see what Paxton is. Um, maybe a guy you could just possibly throw in the bullpen for like a playoff run. Oh, 100%. He could be your, your long relief guy because he can yeah. give you five decent innings of like one run ball. That's pretty huge. I, I think every team kind of needs that. That's kind of what Nestor was last year before they put him in the rotation. Let's see what else is notable right now. Um, the Angels keep losing. It's <laughs> poor Trout and Otani get them out of there. The Twins are now nine games above 500. They just had a really good. June against Cleveland and the White Sox to kind of separate themselves a little bit. So that was huge. Uh, Giants are two and eight in their last 10. Yeah, they're struggling. Their pitching has really struggled. Uh, they played the Reds too, which is kind of, eh. And Baltimore, kind of a story. I mean, they're only seven games under 500. Like they're actually having a really good year for the Baltimore standards. Um, Their pitching is just very good. Yeah, Kremer and uh, Zimmerman and whoever else they got there. I've actually been really good. Um, I couldn't name you a single pitcher, um, but, like, rotation's fine. Bullpen's very good. Yeah, Lopez in the bullpen has been a revelation for them. He could be someone that gets moved at the deadline. Red mm -hmm. Sox, please. Um, Although, if they're, like, 500, you think they really sell people or just, like, keep them and build for next year? I don't know. Whatever whatever they've been doing in the past few years has been working. Obviously, they have they called up Adley. Uh, Rodriguez, I assume, will be called up soon. That guy's a pitching superstar when he gets into the league. Um, so they've got talent, I think. I don't know if they have any other prospects that can look. Show full list. Oh, Meyer is up to uh, ninth on the prospect list. Nice. Cost us 13. Yeah, they don't really have any other prospects, so. But yeah, they're turning in the right direction. Good stuff. I don't feel like there's too much to talk about. Everything's kind of been the same for a while now. Yeah. I'm uh, beating Dan five to three right now. Fantasy. Um, Listen, man. I have. Who do I have pitching today? I Sandy. got. Oh yeah, Sandy and Kopech. Although it seems like there's going to be some rain. Oh, dude. I had Gosman and Montas both get hurt in their starts within like an inning. And then I have Jansen for Atlanta, who's also on the IL right now. So like my pitchers just at the end of last week just disappeared. I had a 9-1 lead and it became a 6-4 win. But like I could have been up by a lot more. My pitching's falling apart. That's good timing for me. I guess we should touch briefly on Montas before we end because that could have a huge impact on trade deadline. I mean – he got pulled after one inning the other day. His velocity was down. They said he has a shoulder shoulder discomfort. Um, 
So I don't know if that's either going to deter them from trading him, deter other teams trading for him. I think so, it, I think it, his price might be diminished, but I honestly think they might wait till the offseason. Yeah, well, so he had, because I have him, I get the updates. He had an MRI yesterday, so waiting on the results from that. I guess really what they do with him maybe depends on how that MRI goes. Yeah. Like, if he's fine, I, I could see him being moved. But if there's something there, that absolutely wait and get some more value. Or is he done at the end of the year? Like, contract-wise. I think I've seen reports that they'll trade him and they could trade him in the offseason. So I think he has another year left right. or at least another year of control. Um, if that is the case, though, then the Reds are going to make a pretty penny off Castillo. if He's really the only guy, him and Mally there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got another year of control. Um, Montas does. So. Gotcha. But that'll be huge. Uh, hopefully he's. I would okay. love the Sox to get him. Just add another actual legitimate starter because you don't know what Sale's going to be. You don't know what Paxton's going to be coming back. Evaldi's injured. Pavetta had the bad start, turned it around. So we'll see what happens when it comes to playoff time. Um, yeah, Rich Hill. I don't want pitching in the playoffs. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder the other day. Um, yeah, so, so we'll Montas would be, I think, a very good addition right now. Obviously, he's hurt, so we'll have to wait and see. But if he's healthy, I'd love for them. Like, although, they'd have to give up prospects that Bloom may not be willing to split with. Yeah, I saw the Cardinals are, I think, the current favorite to land him or Castillo, uh, which makes sense. They're only a couple games out of the – are they leading? I don't know. Cardinals? Cardinals are three games behind the Brewers. So yeah, they kind of fell makes sense for them to try to go pick up an arm. They have already a good rotation, but I saw I saw at least they're their favorite for Montas right now, yeah. uh, which makes a ton of sense. So that's something to keep an eye on. That's all I got. That it? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, so rest of this week, uh, we got Gridiron coming out, uh, going to go through teams 20 through 17. Um, and then we'll kind of get back into the normal flow of things really next week. So not much to really talk about with now NBA free agency is going to die down and it's just going to be the dog days of summer for baseball. So, yeah, I guess we should, uh, briefly shout out if you really do like basketball, uh, our friend Joe Casey, uh, maybe listeners know him just started a podcast with his friend called full court press pod. Uh, that is strictly basketball. So if you are more into the nitty gritty of basketball, probably go check that out. Um, and if you hate basketball, maybe you keep listening to us, uh, just ramble <laughs> on for, for 40 minutes, but go give them a listen. They've been posting some video clips. That's good stuff. So it's cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. That should be it. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Peace. Peace Put your tears away, ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet, take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets, I'll be the one who accepts